conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And good morning. We're back. Good morning. Happy Halloween. I know. I was going to say it doesn't feel right not seeing you guys in person, but like you just said, happy Halloween. Where are we going? <laughs> and we didn't dress up. We missed the we missed the mark. I, I would say this feels more natural. the The live was a lot of fun, but you know, not having our screens up and being able to pull up <laughs> articles and stuff, it was. It was a lot more challenging live than uh than yeah we actually ha- we actually had to make eye contact it was rough i know i make eye contact with you guys every call i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> no like in person eye contact just being like i have to look at michael like face to face oh my god <laughs> all right anyways <laughs> um well anyway Human so interaction will is not used to it after covid huh no, we're well, we gonna also, have to re socialize you. Yeah, I was gonna say, I after I got back from Vegas, I think I got into my apartment at like 2 a.m. Thursday morning, Friday, I was pretty chill, but then like, uh, I did not leave my apartment all day Saturday, and it was so weird because like I unlocked my door or I opened my door on Sunday morning to go get a package. And I was like, damn, this is the first time I'm leaving since Friday night. <laughs> Woo, I haven't seen yeah. one single person, so yeah. That's the best though, when you can like just really recover. I got home from Vegas and I was like, I don't need to see anyone. I just want to stay in my stay in my room. So I feel like a lot of people felt like there's been a real conference like vendor, like people are going on, you know, yeah, four conferences in a row. I think everyone needs like a little bit of a break. Yeah, I was definitely excited for it. So I'm. Um, I there's a couple people still going on and like another sprint like they have they had verma and now they have like a couple others focus right yeah Yeah. and then like the one in cancun so i'm like oh boy i got like a little overwhelmed just thinking about it i was like um yeah no i'm done i'm done until february that's my rule so see you guys all all again next year (laughs) wow just shutting it down in october good for you will good for you yeah 
<laughs> I also didn't get to participate in Sober October, so I'm going to do Sober November, starting fresh. We're going to oh, yeah. go, go real hard this month. Yeah. yeah. Congrats. Exact opposite Good of luck. October. I, <laughs> you know, yeah. I feel like I could benefit from some of that as well. <laughs> so, Brandy, this was your first uh, back-to-back conference. Give us, uh, give us some info. Did it hit expectations? Was it better or worse? Did you learn anything? Was it fun? What uh, What's the highs and lows? Okay, well, it's definitely fun. Um, I don't think any of the conferences lack fun, although that kind of is the other si- the other side of that coin is that sometimes there's too much fun. <laughs> um, but I yeah. think one of the very obvious themes was um, is regulation, and it's like not the sexiest theme, but that's what everybody was talking about at some point or another. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, in almost every conversation that was coming up, at least like touching on it in some ways. And what was interesting at Verma, I talked with a couple of operators who are a bit smaller. Um, they've been, in, you know, maybe in the industry for like a year or two. They have 10 to 15 properties and they were having these realizations that like you, you know, the difficulties, you can't just start up this business and, you know, and run with it. Like sometimes you're having these roadblocks, these barriers that are very real in the form of regulation. So it was really interesting actually getting to talk to some people who are just new. Like there was one woman, it was her first Verma. She found out about it like four days beforehand and came. So I also think wow. that's a really awesome thing. Like people bringing hosts into the space, giving them access to different educational tools and, you know, just other mentors and then also helping them. I think there's a worry that maybe less professional hosts are doing damage to the industry a little bit, you know, if they're not, you know, being good operators. So this gives the industry a chance to bring those people in and kind of bring them up to, you know, the standard that we all want to be at. Yeah, I would second that one for us. Um, we had a couple of our like other podcasters from the network uh, there and they're like mainly, you know, solely focuses on Airbnb rather than, you know, having a book direct website and and doing other stuff like that. But it was really interesting to see them like interact with big PMs that do have like a management software such as like Guesty or Hostfully or whatever and like have like a multiple tech stack layer between them and their guests uh, rather than just being on Airbnb or uh, just on Verbo or whatever the platform was. So those conversations are actually like really pleasant to listen to uh, because it wasn't like how it kind of is online where everyone's yelling, oh, you're only on Airbnb. You're the worst. You're the reason why this industry is going down and vice versa was uh, actually like a big learning. Plus like they ended up realizing they had a lot more in common rather than anything. So um the end of the day, I think it was a really good interaction to like to watch and experience. So yeah, I think the conferences, in my experiences through the years, are largely based around where you are as an individual or a business. In my first two or three conferences, I'd sit in on every session I could. I'd learn as much as I could, and then as I realized, a lot of these sessions are the same every single year, um, even as as far down as the same person saying the same thing each year um it becomes more and more about building relationships and mm-hmm. then the next phase after you've built a lot of good solid relationships is 
finding ways to do business with those good, solid relationships. If it's talking about acquisition or merging or how you guys are going to, you know, leverage your experience with better tech stacks or better, you know, improvements with one another's business. Those are, those are the values, you know, when you're bringing together a thousand people, you can peel away 10 or 15 people for a dinner and actually learn what is not just surface level being discussed, you know, on stage, but why did, did XYZ acquire this business? Was it because that business was struggling or is it because that business has a lot of potential and, uh, you know, Guessy bought them to expand their single host platform market, you know, whatever it may be. So yeah, I think the people that are new to the industry would be doing themselves a disservice, not by sitting in and, and absorbing as much as they can uh, from the people on stage. And then, you know, as it goes on, depends on how late you're willing to work into the night uh, and build relationships, but both can be done at the same time. Yeah, we'll we'll call that work work into the night for sure. <laughs> it is, man. Yeah. Uh, that's that's where the relationships get built, and yeah. you know, whether whether you like it or not, I, I know there's uh, there's a lot of people that don't value um, that time as much as they should. They they want to you know have pen and paper and be taking notes and everything, but. Yeah, I'm telling you, you learn more and you get more out of the relationships. This this industry is very, very relationship driven, and you know we're all busy. And if someone that's calling you Brandy that you've never spoken to, some vendor, you're probably not going to respond um, unless you've met them, you've had a beer together, you've you know yeah. thrown some dice on the craps table in Vegas, right? <laughs> like then you're going to answer their call. Uh, yeah, they're gonna get a shot. So those things do matter. Yeah, 100%. I actually said, especially because we kind of have been revamping our whole tech stack over the last year. I was like, I'm impervious to being sold anything at this conference. I was like, I am like, we can have a conversation if you'd like to have a conversation. But that's uh, I was very upfront with a, a couple of people because, you know, it's yeah. the nerves are still raw. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it's so it's so true though. That's that was my goal this year was to really like not like I didn't attend any sessions except for the one that Brandy and I uh, kind of hosted and moderated. But um, but outside of that, it was really just focused on the relationships. And I think you're 100 right. You know the the people that you can get a little bit of FaceTime with, and and like it was just really cool. It's the reason why I like the industry so much is just because everyone is so willing to just hop you know, hop around the corner and have a quick, you know, 10, 15 minute chat, carry out through throughout the night. Like you said, if they're, you know, going out or if they're not, um, and then even like getting coffee in the morning, uh, when we're all struggling and trying to trying to make it through the day. So it's definitely, definitely worth it. Um, did you guys see any like outside of regulation, um, being the biggest topic throughout either book direct or, or Verma, was there any other types of theme of conversation or, do you think, I don't know, what's your guys' also thought on like the amount of sessions that cover like data? If that makes sense. Yeah, I yeah, would I, say, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brandy. 
lead the way. Um, so I think I mean, there's definitely more. I think every year, at least at every conference, there is more around data and using the numbers to actually make like the decision, good decisions for your for your business. But I think another interesting uh, topic, obviously at the Book Direct show, but then again at Verma, is diversifying your OTAs. And mm-hmm. so I think for some people that's just like a, obviously like that's what you would do, but it was it, it's not apparently obvious that that's what you should be doing. So that was a conversation like asked. I've, I was personally asked a couple of times like, what is our breakdown of you know mm-hmm. how much revenue are we getting from each OTA? It's interesting comparing people in different markets and seeing their yeah. you know how that reliance has shifted, and then also how that like the how that balance has shifted over the years because you know we've seen you know VRBO used to be like the big chunk of our business and it's now very very small you're seeing other operators have the that opposite balance so it was just i think the OTAs and kind of the smaller operators talking about you know that balance and diversification more um yeah, so I thought that was that was good. The the anti not to be anti Airbnb, but you don't want to have all your revenue coming from from them. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, well, I I wasn't at Verma, obviously. Um, I read what? from from Tebow that there was a session, a closed door session with the three OTAs, yeah. and Airbnb just got bashed. Yeah, and. This is the kind of shellacking that HomeAway Verbo took five or six years ago. That booking has kind of taken the the past three or four years with with all the fraud on their site. But now all of the the ire has turned over to Airbnb. So uh, we've talked a lot about that on the show, and and we don't need to belabor it. But mm-hmm. it is it's fascinating. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall in that room. <laughs> Were you I there, Brandy? I, I was supposed to go to that. It was like a lunch session and I was in a meeting and I looked down and this is another like kind of tangent, getting lost in the hotels in Vegas. Like I still, by the time we left, I was like, I don't, it was so confusing. It's a maze. Um, I heard people but, getting lost a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but so I didn't like, because you had to be there like right when it started and it was packed. Mm. I didn't, wasn't able to sneak in, but I heard that it was quite feisty and I, I hope that, I mean, there's uh, Airbnb had a, like a whole, you know, army of people there. So I was yeah. hoping that they, I'm hoping that they're actually taking some of this feedback to heart, you know, like, and mm. actually, you know, these are, you know, you, these are your suppliers and these are the real concerns that they have. And obviously they're not going to change everything that they do, but it would behoove them to start, you know, taking it seriously. It's not just people complaining on a internet forum. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would say, so in all of my years, I've seen one executive of Airbnb at the conference and Nate showed up maybe four or five years ago. Uh, Whereas executives from Verbo and HomeAway have been present every single Mm -hmm. time. And to Booking's credit, executives from the, the homes division of Booking are always there as well. Uh, it is a bit surprising not to have executives from Airbnb present, um, and they don't even have to stay long. You know, the flight yeah. from San Francisco to Vegas Vegas is very is, short. isn't very far. Um, yeah. And I think when they start showing up to it, 
that's when you'll you'll see change being made. But until the executives are taking it serious, you know, I wouldn't hold your breath. Well, it's interesting. They have, they have people like more executives on their like kind of like product side, almost like I saw um, some people that are in charge of the integrations and things like that. So it's more from like kind of the vendor side of things, but I think you're right. And it would probably, it would go a long way to have some of like the bigger names show up and at least, at least to save face. Like if, you know, part of it is all PR as well. Like you have to come and kind of make the effort. Yeah, I mean, there you get a lot of respect if you sit on stage and take a bashing. Mm -hmm. Um, You really do. Like, yeah, it's not fun, but um, I mean, shoot, Brian Chesky is a PR wizard. He he knows his talking points. He's great at it. I think it'd be great for them to show up to to an event. Um, But enough about that. I mean, I think one of the other things that I heard quite often was was uh, fundraising. So safely raised, breezeway raised. There's a big uh, operator out of uh, Europe, Bob W., that raised, which is the first operator we've seen raise a substantial amount of money in a while. There there was... Especially in Europe, though. Like In Europe, Europe, for sure. There was one out of Mexico, I think Numa, um, that raised money recently. But there, it's good to see operators getting money again because it's it had been quite a dry spell there for a while, and you know Saunders' public uh, debut is is probably not the headwind that the uh, industry was expecting. Yeah, well, I was also surprised on the lack of, I guess, headlines. I feel like last year it was like. I think Michael, you and I woke up to do the Good Morning Hospitality episode. Uh, we are doing it out in the hallway, and it was just like article after article that whole morning. You and I were texting each other like another one, like a lot of fundraising stuff, a lot of uh, – I think we even saw a couple acquisition articles. But this year, I didn't really see it. Like, okay, like we got a, we got a heads up on a few of these. Like I knew it was safely raised uh, the week before, um, you know, a few other things like that, but I was like, okay, yeah, a little, a little dry on the, uh, a little dry on the, the, the industry updates, but well, it's, that's okay. I think it's a, a indication of the market, right? Like you have to have good metrics to raise money in this market and kudos yeah. to those that, that have raised, obviously their metrics are great. And to have uh, capital right now, is a massive advantage compared to where your competitors are in, you know, hunker down mode. If you can be in aggressive mode, now's the time to, to push. So, um, now that said, there's still a record amount of dry powder in VC's coffers. So there's plenty of money to go around, but you do, you do have to have a, a reason to raise such a, you know, to be fair, both those rounds were pretty big. Like safely Series A, twelve yeah. million. Twelve it's a big yeah, A 12. round. Yeah. Like compared to most vendors in the space, are two to five, right? Well, I think Breezeway, Breezeways was about the same size. It was, it was about like B 15? round, though. So, okay. yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think Breezeways A round. I could be totally wrong here, but I think it was like eight. I think it was eight. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting. There were a couple operators that I was talking to that are probably about like a third of the size that we are, but they were all, you know, trying to start the fundraising journey. And, um, you know, <laughs> it's just, I give, it's, it's a long slog. So I give people a lot of credit, but, but that was kind of one of the things I was talking to them about. And, you know, the, the priorities really have shifted from a few years ago when it was growth or even like a year ago, grow, grow, grow. Now I'm like, you really have to have a solid, like you have to have a solid business. You have to show a path, you either be profitable or a very near term path to that. So I'll be curious to see if next year some of these companies that were, you know, kind of chatting about it are able to, to come through. Um, it's definitely, yeah, it's, you have to have um, a lot of determination, I think, and thick skin, but yeah, hopefully next year we'll have some more juicy updates after Verma. But this year, I mean, there have been a lot of acquisitions and news that have been kind of happening throughout the year. So I think that's yeah. kind of why it's a little bit slower. Everyone pulled the trigger a little early this year. I feel like they're just like, all right, you know, Verma's around the corner, but we're going to, we're just going to announce now. Um, yeah. And in my experience, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we were announcing at noise aware came shortly after the conferences because things that we had been working on <clears throat> all year with partners or with other vendors, um, you could get that head time, that face-to-face -face time and, uh, and finalize all the details and then, you know, come November, December, share it, uh, push them out there. So, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd suspect we'll see a good number of additional things coming out, um, in the next couple months before the end of the year. M and A, like I know, I know there's companies out there that are trying to roll up some of their competitors, or they're buying access to new markets. You know, it, it's it's happening. It's just a matter of time. Can those deals get closed? And yeah. we need the ink uh, to dry so we can start announcing stuff because we already know it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's one thing, but there's also like I know there's groups out there that want to do roll ups, and mm -hmm. they're they're hunting for people to, to team up with them on, on doing that. And it's not just the inhabits or the big private equity shops. It's actually, yeah. you know, you know, operators or vendors in the space that are interested in uh, being bigger and then cashing out. I mean, it's really, yeah. A lot of us have, have been in the space for many, many years and, you know, some, some folks are ready to move on. Yeah, and I know I know a couple of small, you know, maybe companies that you wouldn't expect are trying to trying to buy and roll up stuff, and so it's uh it's an exciting time. We're just waiting again, like I said, just waiting for the ink to dry so we can start start sharing some of it because I think it's pretty cool. It's uh it's an exciting time for what's happening. Yeah, the other big news is that Selena went public, so now yeah. we have um, a third company in our space that we get to watch, and hopefully, you know. Hopefully it goes well. I, you know, that's the thing, you know, the, we've talked a lot about Saunders performance and I just, I really hope that it keeps getting better. I mean, it makes our, it would make our, uh, job, my job, uh, Andreas's job a little bit easier. <laughs> um, but so hopefully Selena has a better out of the gate performance. I'll be, I'll be curious. Does Selena own their real estate or are they leasing it? 
I'm not sure. It's a good question for our uh, old uh, old guest on the show who um, used to work. For, I don't. Does he used to or still work for him? He used does consulting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I I believe Soho House owns all of their real estate, which makes it yes um, a true. different business model altogether than you know Saunders, right? Where you're you're getting the appreciation of the asset in addition to uh, the use of it versus just the use of it. So um, I, I wonder if Salinas is similar. So it wouldn't be a, a, a true apples apples comparison with Sonder, but it is still in the space. You know, right now, at least there's something other than just Airbnb to compare to. You know, I, yeah. it drives me nuts when I see Vacasa is taking on Airbnb. It's like, no, oh they're not. <laughs> I, when I see articles like that, it's just like, just like, and does any due diligence go into these articles at all? Like, it's nope. just it's Zero. so, so ridiculous. And, but I will say that our industry has started like different podcasts I've listened to or different like news sites. I'm starting to see our industry pop up in places more frequently where it wouldn't before. Yeah. And um, so I think that that's, I mean, it's, I think, you know, still very like low level. It's not like we're making big splashy headlines, but it's nice yeah. to see the, you know, some recognition in some form or the other. Like we're worthy of being talked about on the, you know, the bigger, the bigger news site. Well, I was going to say, speaking of which, uh, yesterday I had an old army buddy, uh, Instagram message me and it was a video of one of our podcasters, uh, who's also a short term rental operator and a hotel operator. And he's like, dude, this is a really cool idea. You should look in doing this. I'm like, I know him. We run his podcast and also we do do that. So yeah, that's exactly. And he's like, oh, this is sick. And it's like, okay, that's interesting. Like, like you, it wasn't a big headline or anything, but you know, just an Instagram reel that one of my buddies somehow saw without even knowing the connection between the two of us. Uh, you know, it's also kind of cool to see that it's kind of becoming more publicly, I guess, uh, watched rather than that. And then to answer your question, Michael, Selena is a mix of both owned and leased properties. Perfect. It's probably the best way to go. Yeah. So they look for landlords and then they also look for really good deals um, when it comes to real estate is what basically I just read. So that's on their website too. So I'm not quoting from like a third source or anything like that. That is wrong. That's real news. So so fact check is Selena an Airbnb competitor. Yeah. No. <laughs> Fact check false. Okay. False. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, in other news, to, to shamelessly plug story, our first check in is today. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Have uh, the bookings are, are starting to roll in, and our first check in is tonight. So we're, uh, we're excited about that. Big day. Congrats. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. congratulations. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, it's uh, always, exciting i remember my first check-in i remember remember your first (laughs) yeah i remember my first it was great uh but yeah to also do a shameless plug i know brandy and i kind of mentioned it but we we got to do a panel with some of our good friends in the industry at burma and it was really fun um to speak of like burma or conference highlights but i also had a nice little memory just you know sharing this picture with everyone who's watching on the live Getting to see those beautiful faces in person, like look at us. We just look so good. We were all mat we were all matching too. 
like the white and blues like it worked wow um, it was it was great it worked and then, we all were and then, well rested the day before yeah and then you had this group who was just like you know a mix of everything so <laughs> we had we had so much fun though that i think it was it felt like people actually took things away from the panel, which because yeah. when you're going into it, you're like, are we going to say anything that people actually care about? And like, yeah. you know, so I think that, I think that it went pretty well. <laughs> Hopefully the outline that Verma approved did not get used because we just went off script and we're like, look, it, it was good. I did get a couple of people like message me or even like afterwards when we went out like to the host GPO party, which shout out to oh, host GPO for shit. Where am I going? There we go. Coffee box. Uh, <laughs> coffee box. Uh, shout out to host GPO. But, um, you know, it it was really cool because a lot of people were like, it was different than the other panels. Like, I didn't feel like I was getting talked to. Um, you know, we weren't sitting down and looking at each other, but we're actually engaging with the audience, um, which I felt was good. There's a couple of people I did hear um, that maybe aren't the most techie, so they didn't understand the conversation, I guess, from mm. that point. But, at the end of the day, everybody. Yeah. But that was just like a small handful. Well, it's important for those people to hear the conversation and at least start hearing about all of those things, because the reality is their business needs some of the things that we were talking about. So it's, if they might be uncomfortable or unfamiliar with it now, but the more they attend those sessions or they start hearing that vocabulary, it will help them down the road. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I, I, it was kind of funny because the question is like, how do you determine in your tech stack all in one solution or customized specialized pieces? And like, we didn't really answer the question because there was no real answer. There's no like right or wrong. It's really based off of your business. And so um, I think that was like the main point that people did take away was like, I need to ask more questions, um, yep. especially when it comes to vendors. Like, you know, I need to be picking on who they integrate with, how their integrations work. What's the roadmap, the real roadmap, not the, yeah. the, the, <laughs> The, the salesy the sales roadmap. Pitch. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. A, I actually, I have like from our last migration, I have kind of like the list of questions and stuff. And I, I should just go back and add that and maybe refine that to send it out to people. Cause there's things that with each migration and that's what someone was asking me, like what advice would I get? Like, why did I choose, you know, X partner when we were this yeah. size? And I was like, I can't even really give you relevant information about that because those vendors have changed and like what we needed at that size is totally different than when you, you need, right? Like it's, it yeah. has to come from what your business needs, not what somebody else has done. hundred percent. So there is no like copy and paste, unfortunately. unfortunately but... We tried that with some stay Alfred things and I can tell you it was, um, it did not go as smoothly as that we had hoped. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Michael. I'm kind of curious from the stories perspective, like especially you're dealing with more hotels rather than short-term rentals. Um, what's that tech stack question or a conversation look like with you guys, especially getting involved as a channel for them to to make those big bookings? Yeah, I think it, having spent most of my career in short-term rentals, uh, the hotel world is a number of steps ahead. Um, we that's an interesting perspective yeah we are uh able to to pull reservations or to send reservations to like 30 or 40 different uh pms's and, and channel managers which in the short-term middle space would have taken us 
who knows how many years to build that, right? Just because there's not really good middleware. So it is not perfect. It doesn't integrate with everything or everybody. Uh, so it is important to know when you're signing up for softwares for PMSs, uh, is it the most widely used, the most kind of common in the space? And whether it's the best technology or not, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be better for you if it has more integrations, more tie-ins, um, even if functionality might be slightly limited, mm-hmm. simply because it, it's connected in the ecosystem. Maybe in two or three years, that better functionality on the other competitor is worthwhile to switch over. But life is a lot easier with connectivity, with, with uh, integrations that work. So yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was an old, old episode on the podcast. We're on, this is episode 93. And uh, I know we forgot to celebrate it in Miami, but we also hit our two year anniversary. So congrats uh, team for that. But um, I, you know, can it kind of comes back to like that. And I know we're running over time, so I won't rant long, but I think like the big, like the Avengers of the tech side, like, if you can find a really good PMS, this is a really sol- solid integration with like a door lock access company uh, with noise, with insurance and everything like revenue management, um, you know, even another platform like Breezeway um, to really like solid connections. Yes, like it may be pricey, but if you can focus on that where like it's seamless, they don't break easily. Um, I also believe in property management softwares that do not require a channel manager to be added to it. So uh, that should be like I see channel management and property management softwares. They should be one and the same. But I also know that's a lot of a lot to ask for a property management software that's like focusing on all of the backend stuff, and then the channels change their APIs without telling anybody, and then all that stuff. But at the end of the day, um, we don't need another third, fourth, fifth, sixth person in between the guest and the the property management. So that's just my little rant of the day, but. Yeah, that's where we're at. Cool. Uh, <laughs> cool. And on that note, so see you guys all again next week. Um, happy Halloween. And then happy say, Halloween. what? Uh, what is next week? I don't even know. Okay, cool. It'll be another Monday. Another Monday. <laughs> yeah. In November, November, which is wild. I like. I'm. I had promised myself I was going to start doing holiday shopping like earlier in the year and that has not happened yet so we'll we'll ask for an update next week brandy yeah yeah we'll need it (laughs) we'll be your accountability partners yeah good i need it (laughs) (laughs) awesome well good episode guys happy two years happy monday and uh we'll see you all again next week